180 Omaha. Live. You like that? You like that? In the entertainment capital of the world. Rogers. In trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone. It is caught for the win. Richard Rogers with a walk-off touchdown. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Play action. Has some time. Deep shot for Parker. to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Oh, my goodness, the legend just goes on. The doctor is now in. How you like me now? Welcome to another Friday edition of the T.C. Martin Show live from the world-famous Superbook inside the Westgate Las Vegas. Of course, no better place to be any day, but especially this weekend, Super Bowl Sunday, finally here. Well, we still got to wait probably another 48 hours or so, but uh, two weeks of hype, but here we go. People are rolling into town. It was great yesterday to have the, uh, the former mayor, Oscar Goodman, here. He made his picks. He was shouting out at Jay Cornegay and company. All right. So uh, today, we've got a jam-packed show coming your way. Our quarterback, Jay Schrader, will be in the house with us today. Scott Spritzer will be joining us. One of our two handicapper extraordinaires. The other, of course, Marco D'Angelo. He will join us as well next hour. Trevor Maddich will be joining us for our Best Bet segment. And performing tonight and tomorrow here at the International Theater inside the Westgate Las Vegas. Cool in the gang. The legendary leader and founder of Cool and the Gang, Robert Cool Bell, will be joining us as well on today's show. So uh, a lot of fun there, uh, especially for me, because I had uh, promoted uh, Cool and the Gang on several different occasions in the past. So them being here in Vegas, we said, hey, we got to give a shout out to Robert Cool Bell and what he's done uh, going on 50 eight years that Cool and the Gang has been doing it. But we are starting off the show with the heavy hitters today. I mean, we're not messing around. John Murray joins us as uh, he usually does. Depends if it's a Thursday or Friday. Mm -hmm. It's Jay Cornegay. It is John Murray. John, glad to have you with us here as we kick it off here on uh, a Super Bowl Friday. It's good to be here. I'm ready for the Super Bowl. I've had enough of the build-up to the game. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we have to hear that the Kelsey brothers are playing against each other? Really? Uh, is that happening? Is honestly, that breaking news? Like, well, let's, let's get it going here. I thought, I thought Andy Reid going against the team that he coached and fired him would be a bigger story right. than the Kelsey brother thing. Yeah. To me, that's a more interesting angle. Because Reid was so successful in Philadelphia. Four consecutive NFC Championship games. He got to the Super Bowl. They fired him. He goes to the Chiefs. He wins the Super Bowl. Now they're playing against one another. That's a pretty good angle. I think it's a great angle for those that follow football. But as yeah. you know, as I like to say, this is the greatest pseudo event in the in, yeah. in the history of mankind because everybody wants uh, an opinion. Everybody wants to watch it, whether it's for the halftime show, whether it's for you know parties at the house or going somewhere else or having a a ticket. You know, on the game, as you well know better than anybody, but I think that they're again appeasing to the masses the with masses. a story like that. Oh, the Kelsey brothers going against it. Yeah. But you're right, for, for us football fans, that is the story. It's Andy Reid. I think so. But you're right, though. This game, like, like we had our, our property operations meeting yesterday, and like everyone there came up to me to ask me who was going to win. And I was like, I don't know. Why would People I you haven't talked to about yeah, football I, I, games uh, in a year, right? I don't right? know who's going to win. You think yeah. I know who's going to win? How come you didn't ask me all season? Uh, I'm not sure. But no, everybody's talking about the Super Bowl. It's good. It's good to have. It's good to be like fully back to where we used to be. Yes. You know, because we, we were still getting out of COVID last year at the Super Bowl. And, and this year, I think it's just an afterthought. We're, we're back to where we were when Kansas City beat San Francisco. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up because that's been going through my mind as well too. As we're, you know, not only hanging out here in the sports book, but even like going to to the shows. You know, yeah. uh, you guys got a, launched a great comedy show uh, in the comedy cabaret started last night, and I was thinking, hey, we're doing comedy without masks. We're we're doing that. We're do, yeah. we're back to the concerts where we don't have limited seating and yeah. spacing and all that sort of thing. And the same thing here with all the protocols, which you had to go through all those protocols. But you're right for the most part. I mean, we we are back. We don't see 
see any of that, and no one is is really talking about it. You know, for for the most part, we used to see you know players. We used to see games canceled. I mean, we even have seen it during this college basketball season with uh, with a couple teams, right? No so comment still, on that. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. I but, mean, what are, what are they doing? I, I know, right? What I mean, what are they doing? Yeah, come on, turn the page. That sounds like a comment. <laughs> a good so, comment, though. Yeah. A good uh, comment. So Maybe we should I, talk about the game before yeah. I get in too much trouble. You're not going to get in trouble, yeah. brother. It's all good. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. This does feel like it. Now, we talked about Super Bowl handles. We always talk about that. Yeah. And every year it surpasses, surpasses. Obviously, when you had the COVID years, you know, 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. did, did we see a drop-off even a little bit last year? Or are we going to even you know, you know, I mean, I know two go years well ago, beyond that? Two years ago, we were really happy with our handle. Um because that that was when we were really still in COVID. We still had we had occupancy restrictions. We had a mask requirement through the state of Nevada. But we got a really good matchup. We got Pat Mahomes against Tom Brady, and we did a ton of business on that game. Mm-hmm. Last year's game, we were just kind of coming out of COVID. Remember, they lifted the mask thing like the week before the game because there was all that backlash in California because all the politicians were at the NFC Championship game without their masks on. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they lifted the mask mandate right before the game, which was good for us. But we were still just kind of coming out of it. And I didn't think last year's matchup was really too appealing. The Rams and the Bengals, they don't have quite the national brand that I believe these two teams have, especially the Eagles. The Eagles have a big fan base all over the country. And, and the Chiefs, of course, third time in the Super Bowl in the last four years. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are Chiefs fans right now. I was talking to Jay Cornegay about this yesterday. I want to get your take on this. Do you now? Let's just you know recap everything where we sit right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, before we got in the air here, but I, I saw Eagles still a point and a half favorite, total 51. Okay. Um, my thought is is that you are going to see a lot more Kansas City Chiefs money coming in between now and kickoff on Sunday afternoon around 3.30 here Pacific time because the Chiefs are kind of that public team. Uh, They have a huge fan base just like the Eagles. Like you said, they're used to being here. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, let's be honest. You know, he's 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 the modern day Joe Montana, almost, or you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Tom Brady, uh, yeah, probably m- probably more well liked than Tom Brady, right? And then you've got Andy Reid, which is a great story, which you already talked about. But Andy Reid is that fun loving guy who's been around a long time. So to me, the Chiefs seem like that real public team. And if you're just a casual better, or if you're on the fence, you're probably gonna, you know, maybe not sharp sharp money, but just the casual money streaming. And I'm thinking it would be Chiefs between now and kickoff. Would you agree? With well, that? I do because you know the baton has been passed from New England to Kansas City. Yeah. They've hosted the the AFC Championship game for the last five years. Mm-hmm. They've been in the Super Bowl three times in the last four years. They are the Patriots now, mm-hmm. and Pat Mahomes is Tom Brady now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the public they're going to get into town. What am I going to do here? I'll just go with the Chiefs. They know that brand. They know Mahomes. They know Andy Reid. Philadelphia is still in a lot of ways. I know it sounds ridiculous because they're in the Super Bowl, but they're still kind of untested in my opinion. You know, they had an incredibly easy walk through the playoffs. They don't really have any signature wins from the regular season. They haven't really proven it to the masses the way that the Chiefs have. And they got couple bad losses as well too yeah. at home against Washington and the Saints yeah. where they lost those two games and again of course they lost the, the shootout with the Cowboys they didn't have Jalen Hurts in that game but, but even those, when they beat the Dallas losses. on yeah. that Sunday night game no Dak Prescott correct you know they really yeah. don't they don't have that signature win we thought they had a chance to get it against San Francisco but it's hard to tell how much do you upgrade the Philadelphia Eagles for that game you, you they're, can't they're right? playing a team that couldn't throw a forward pass yeah that really doesn't even count. Yeah. And then the Giants win. The Giants never really belonged to be in the playoffs that far anyway. Mm-hmm. But you can't hold that against the Eagles. They got to play the Giants because they were the one seed, which they earned. Right. But they've had an incredibly easy path. We still don't really know how good they are. I, I agree with you. And again, no no fault of the Eagles. They can only you know beat who they are mm-hmm. put in front of them. But remember, I mean, going back to that uh, NFC Championship game, there was a lot of anticipation. We were talking about it. You know, hey, may, are, are the Niners maybe the right side? Is it the Eagles? We are anticipating this great game, the battle of defenses, and we you know we feel everyone felt shortchanged because yeah. of the quarterback situation. So now we get into this situation, and the Chiefs are not the same Chiefs team that we've been accustomed to seeing. I mean, they've, they've got some holes, especially in the secondary. That's what I'm most concerned about, the three rookies back there. Uh, you know, for me, Jalen Hurts has been fantastic. 
Uh, this guy doesn't crack under any sort of pressure. And yes, I'll talk about what he did at Alabama. I'll talk about what he did at Oklahoma because, again, that that's relevant. He's now been in the same offensive system for the first time in his entire uh, career going back to high school. He's never been in the same offensive system for more than one year. Now he has in his second year under this system. It showed he's progressing. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to be flustered. I don't think he's going to be rattled at all. And, of course, sounds like, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pounding on the Eagles here. But then again, there is that Patrick Mahomes, there is that experience factor, that is that Andy Reid factor, you know, coming off the bye. And, uh, you know, I have been on the fence for the last two weeks. And, John, I am still on the fence. Well, it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm downgrading the Eagles, but Kansas City is lucky to be here, period. True. They really probably should have lost to Cincinnati. We needed the Chiefs big on Sunday, or two Sundays ago. And when they won the game, I remember thinking, man, we got lucky. Cincinnati should have won that game. Because by the end of the game, Mahomes is limping around. Kelsey's limping around. They got no wide receivers. They're banged up in the secondary. Uh, they, they just held on for dear life, and they won that game against Cincinnati two Sundays ago. So they, they're a banged-up team. Philadelphia is much healthier than Kansas City is coming into the game. And they weren't overly impressive at home against the Jaguars the week no, before that. not really. And that was the game where Mahomes got hurt. Right. So uh, there's not there's a lot of reasons to like Philadelphia in this game. All I'm saying is they've had an incredibly, remarkably easy, easy path to get to the game. Yeah, it, that doesn't mean that they're not going to win the game. Right. And again, like you said, it's not just the postseason where, hey, you get the, the bye and you got the Giants who you, you know, face for a third time, a division opponent that you know exceptionally well, but it is that regular season. And, you know, you're right, not a real signature, you know, win no. with that. So, yeah, the, again, I think this is intriguing. I mean, as far as I can remember, this is like the tightest Super Bowl line that we've had. Do you, do you, you know, Kansas City, San Francisco, there were times where that was a pick'em game, mm-hmm. and that, it was just like this game. Yeah, uh, th- those are really the only times in my career that I've seen that. Mm-hmm. It's usually somebody's three mm-hmm. or seven. John Murray joins us, the executive director here at the Superbook. We're at the Westgate Las Vegas for our, our Friday extravaganza here, uh, the TC Martin Show, getting ready for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Plenty of guests coming your way today. Plenty of handicapping that we will be doing. Of course, our best bet segment coming next hour. So, John, when we last talked to you last week, we talked about the uh, the money when they came flying in after the championship games and that Sunday prior about within the first hour that yeah. you guys put it up. I mean, you had you know, you know money coming on Kansas City, then an avalanche of money on the Eagles. We've now settled in like you said before probably was going to do. What's going to happen now in the next 48 hours? Well, I think if, if you ask me which way I think the line will move, I think it's more likely to move towards Pickham because mm-hmm. I do think there's going to be some money coming in on Kansas City. Pickham is the number that we originally put up. So we've we felt like this is a pick'em game the whole way. I think I think it's more likely that it'll go towards a pick than that it'll go up towards three. You're not going to see Philadelphia minus three. I, I think you're more likely going to see a, a pick'em game when we get. Will we summer. see Philadelphia minus two? May, uh, well, there has been Philadelphia minus two around town this week. Okay, I'm just saying here it's pretty much uh, here one and a half. Book, yeah, that just would. It would just be based on who who gives us what bet. Right. You know, we got some of our big players. They're wiring money in. They're flying in today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll know more by tomorrow. I mean, I don't know who they're betting on. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a this is such a splitting hairs type of game. Mm-hmm. I really don't know who these guys. The guys that are wiring in the big bucks to make the really big bets that everybody wants to hear about. They haven't placed them yet. I know yeah. it's coming because I saw the bank wires. Yeah. I don't know what side they're going to be on. Speaking of that, I know listeners think that's fascinating, especially when you're talking about you know, a Super Bowl like this. A lot of people think, hey, it's Super Bowl, so I have to, I have to make the biggest bets, you know, which, yeah. is, which is totally no, uh, no. inaccurate. But we do see that. We see people come out of the woodwork, uh, you know, like our good friend Mattress Mac. You know, he'll come out and, you know, for these big games and he'll, he'll unload. What are, the, what are the max bets that you guys uh, allow here? The max? Uh, I can't really answer that. I okay. mean, it would, just, it would depend on who the customer is. So it's negotiable. It, it's very negotiable. Okay. It would depend on who the customer is. It would depend on the appetite that the property has to take the wager. Yeah. But, you know, certainly in an event like this, there are going to be bets that are going to come to the counter that we'll have to go upstairs and say, so-and-so is here, he's looking to bet this. And we'll let them decide uh, how much appetite for risk they have. But the good thing is, in a game like this where it's pick, minus 125 on the money line, or one and a half, minus 125, if a guy wanted to make a really significant bet on the Chiefs, let's just say, we could move the line, and we could take back all the Philadelphia we want. 
It's, it's very easy to maneuver your position in a game like this with such a tight point spread and so much volume. Mm-hmm. The handle is going to be outrageous, we think. Do you think the main reason is because you've got great two-way action here? I think you're going to break. You're going to see all the handle records being broken this year, mm-hmm. and I think it's because there's great two-way, there's two high-profile teams, two good fan bases, and like I said, the, the normalcy of, of Nevada, mm-hmm. really for the first time in three years, mm-hmm. the city is back to normal, and I think all those things will contribute. So the mayor, Oscar Goodman, joined yesterday as we talked about. He was having some fun here saying that, hey, he wanted to uh, do like a prop wager to the Philadelphia Eagles. He was having fun. He was giving Cornegay a, ba- a bad time yesterday. And he's saying, hey, you know, come on. Why, why can't you just write my bet on a, uh, you know, on a cocktail napkin or something like back in the old days? Because <laughs> he's, he's going, Jay's going, well, you know, we, if we can put it through, Oscar, we'll put it through. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, so uh, well, it's, just, it's just a lot of fun when you talk about, you know, what people like to do on this day and then, you know, the evolution of betting as well, too, over the years. It's a little more regular. Regulated now, uh, I think. I, I, I sometimes I hear stories from some of these uh, o- older bookmakers, and I'm just like, "Wow, yeah, uh, yeah we can't do that." Uh, <laughs> things are a little bit more regulated these days, for better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure Mayor Goodman has stories that I I'll never hear. <laughs> exactly. Uh, John Murray joins us. Right, let's talk about the props. Obviously, uh, man, like you said, man, the. Uh, I got the staple right here. It's crazy. This thing's heavy. Oh, yeah. I mean, this thing is heavy. I almost needed a, a duffel bag to carry this this prop thing up here. So, uh, about okay. 500 props in there. 500. Uh, and then, and th- that will account for roughly 60 percent of our business on Sunday. Mm-hmm. These props. Mm-hmm. So you think back to the last time Philadelphia was in the Super Bowl five years ago. We had this great future position on Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and the public was all over New England. We crushed on the game. We crushed in the futures. We got slaughtered on props. So at the end of the day, when we graded everything, we were a winner. But, I mean, we thought we were going to win a huge amount of money if the Eagles won outright, and they did. So we won a number that was so, like, so disappointing. Whereas, I think the very next year, we really needed the Rams against New England. And New England won the game 13-3. to but we won so much on props because nothing happened. Exactly. That yeah. we actually had a pretty good game. Yeah. So when people ask us in these meetings that we go to or or the media, like, what are we rooting for? We're rooting for a boring game. Yeah. Because it accounts for more than half of our handle. Yeah. That will determine more how we do than who wins the game. Right. You go back to the Eagles uh, Patriots game five plus years ago, where it was like what forty two to twenty three or whatever. Like I said, you had all kinds of scoring. You had different oh, yeah. people scoring. Like so every I mean, guy it, in the game scored a touchdown. Right. And when like you, if you if you yeah. played that day, if you had a helmet, you were in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And the and the more scoring you get, obviously that's going to be you know better for the public as well, and you'll get some long shots. And again, you know, you got the Philly special. You know, again, that, that, that wasn't good for us. That wasn't Philly, good. Right? That was not good for yeah. us. Like, I mean, Nick, Nick Foles scoring Nick Foles a touchdown, right? Him scoring a touchdown was like really bad for us. Yeah. That play was that was one of the worst plays I think I can remember. Yeah. And like that play and uh, the Super Bowl where they snapped the ball over Manning's head. <laughs> Those are the two plays that are like burned in my memory. Yeah. Uh, that was not good. Because, like you said before, people will bet on this stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. some oh, of the yeah. the most. Oddball stuff that you think, okay, we're putting this thing on the board here. I mean, is anyone really going to bet on it? Like you've said before, I mean, of the 500 props that you have here, people will bet on just about every prop, correct? Oh, we will absolutely take multiple bets on every prop. So they ask us that. Are there any props that take zero tickets? The answer is no. There won't be a single thing we put up there that takes no bets. Now, some of the the cross-sport ones that I think our guys waste their time on because they're so ridiculous. Yeah they will get like a few tickets and the amount of time spent on making those numbers probably doesn't pencil out, but everything will write a bet. So what are some of the cross sport ones you have here? As, as, I'm, well, as got, I'm going through this thing, you know, it's, I haven't got to that, those pages yet. So give us a couple that, uh, well, there's the, the ones to the, there's like the ones to the golden Knights. Uh, there's the ones to golfers. I told the guys that they, they, they're doing way too many NBA ones. Because remember, we did these numbers like a week ago. And I'm like, why are you guys setting up all these NBA ones? You have no idea who's going to play in an NBA game that's 10 days away. 
you're just going to end up refunding half of them. Could be load management day, right? Uh, yeah, it's NBA. Right? So I'm looking I, at this I, right I, now. Like You got Joel Embiid, uh, yeah. points versus the Eagles rush attempts. Well, what uh, happens if Joel Embiid decides, hey, guys, I'm not playing today? Yeah, that's it. So I mean, uh, I mean, come on, Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> whose idea was it back there to to, to put got, Tyrese Maxey on there? Who's fan, so whose fan is he? Our, our lead NFL bookmaker is this huge Philadelphia homer. I was just gonna say that. So he thinks, and then you know Jeff Sherman. I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah. He's he's the reason why we got like twenty golf ones. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, hey, let's do a prop of Mahomes TD passes to some golf tournament in Africa. Yeah. Like, well, Jeff, no one cares. Let, let Jeff know that yeah, Tiger yeah, Woods yeah. isn't playing anymore. Okay? Oh, no, I used to, hey, Tiger Woods playing next weekend. Well, well next weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guys, the, those guys do an unbelievable job. They're incredibly thorough. We write a ton of business on them. Sometimes I just think that they get two in the weeds on ones that no one's going to take a bet on. Or very few people are going to. Now, play. I'm sure this will, will, will get plenty of action. LeBron James points versus the Eagles points. And uh, LeBron's favored by four and a half there. Well, that that's a good one. Yeah. That's not, yeah. I mean, yeah, if, that if LeBron, makes a lot of if sense. If LeBron plays, yeah. which he will because he didn't play last night against Milwaukee. There you go. So he, he'll play. He, he'll, I think. It's NBA. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say It's that. Super Bowl Sunday. I think he'll play. Super Bowl Sunday. They'll have some eyes because that game will take place prior to the Super Bowl. True. So, True. Uh, I, I, you know, I think yeah, you're right. that, that, that goes into that stuff as well, too. But, uh, yeah, some uh, some crazy stuff. All right. Talk about the think tank there. So you guys all just get, get around yeah, and well, start you know, firing the, ideas at each other? The, the guys deserve a lot of credit. Yeah. It's six of our risk managers. I popped in over there to, to you know, bust their chops a little bit and, and take it. But they deserve all the credit. They do all the work. I mean, one of the biggest things is, you know, we're operating our Superbook in seven states right now. And different states have different rules. Like, you can't do the coin toss in some states. You can't do this prop in some states. Someone's got to be going through and checking every bet to make sure that we're allowed to take it mm-hmm. in the different jurisdictions. That's yeah. a job in and yeah. of itself. People got to remember, I mean, like, you can't uh, wager on the color of the Gatorade. No, no. Well, we can't do that yeah. in any of our exactly. states. But yeah, right. yeah. So, but somebody's got to be checking all those things. That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. They kick out. They kick around the ideas. Uh, they all throw out numbers. They come to a consensus. And then you got a couple of guys that are over there just entering the data into the system. Because yeah. somebody's got to be put like what you see up on your odds boards there, someone's got to manually type all that in. Yeah. And then on Sunday, we'll all convene in the risk room. And as the props are, go, are being graded, we'll grade them in real time. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mahomes' first pass. Okay, well, we can grade complete or incomplete right now. We don't have to wait for the game to be over. Right. And we'll grade them in real time. And we always tell the guys during the game, there's no outside conversation. Unless you're helping us grade a prop, just stop talking. <laughs> because we can't have a bunch of nonsense going on. And it's not like you guys are sitting there enjoying the game as well. That's, oh, no, that's off no, limits. There's no enjoyment whatsoever. Right. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, the only time we can we can take a break at halftime. Yeah. Well, you got 40 minutes. Yeah, that's you know, true. Think, think about this. Now, how many yeah. Rihanna songs do you know? That's what I want to know. I don't think I know any. There you go. See? The, I don't know. I don't know. Nunchuck, I'm telling you again. See, we, we put this. So I, I doubt all, I know. All week, we've been asking for Super Bowl. Does he have a song called scores. Umbrella? Uh, that is true. Yeah. That's the name uh, of the umbrella. song? Umbrella. Oh, right. yeah. I know one Rihanna so, song. So you got one. Okay. I got one. That's so a win. win. It's not a win because, again, he already said no. So you, you can't pass. <laughs> that's like past posting. You can't yeah, do that's that. not really fair. Right, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, so, that's true. So, so, so here was my thing is that when you have these halftime shows, when you are kind of going to a specific genre, 75% of the football audience is not going to care. They're not going to no. care. They're not going to know a, a lot of the songs. Oh, okay? no, no. So the R&B. Well, maybe people, last year. Yeah. Last year, I think a lot of football It was. Fans, but yeah. again, when you start doing the multi-acts and that sort of thing, and if you cross over, you're going to get that. But yeah. when you do like a Rihanna, or years ago, they did a Clint Black. Okay, sure, he's great. But if you're not into country, you're not going to care. You're yeah, not going to watch it. You're not going to know the songs. True. So we put this to the test, and we actually went over 75% of our guests did not know a Rihanna song. Wow. And you're part of that seventy over seventy five percent now. I think you put well, us over. We, we we got a battle every year at <laughs> halftime because you know obviously when while the game's going on we've got the audio cranked way up. Yeah. Because this room is packed, so yeah. we got to crank it way up. At halftime, normally we would lower the volume so that our employees can hear the bets come in over the counter. But then the customers go nuts because they want to listen to the halftime show and the commercials and the commercials. So right. it's it's always a we got to find that fine line because. Yeah. Then you got your customers back here. They're singing along to the songs. <laughs> your guy up at the window is screaming his bed over. 
It's uh, it's a little tough. But that sounds like good reality TV show. Yeah, we manage. It's not. I'm exaggerating. It's not, it's really not too bad. I know. That's funny stuff, man. And of course, there's no eating involved back during this game back there, right? Uh, no, no, I, no. You, we got, you, you we okay? got a whole, we got a food spread. I know you got they, one they, back they there, but I'm just saying spread. you got you got to stay focused, like you said. Oh you yeah, know? we could ban it if you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, fine. no, no. I don't want to get anybody banned. But it is like a four hour game, you know, four hour day. You know, with it's, the it's a long day, but it, yeah. I, it's it's one of my favorite days of the year because, mm. first of all, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of excitement. There's a lot of volume. There's a lot of money on the line, and when it's over, we can finally kind of. Take a breath, right? Because football season's over, and then we can start focusing on college basketball and golf. All right, so we're not obviously going to ask you uh, for a pick or anything. Uh, I already said on the show, I don't know. You don't know. Everyone's you, already asked you, me. You're, I don't yeah. know. All right. Who key, knows? key factors. Key factors of winning this game. What's it going to come down to? Well, give, give us an intangible. Mahomes' Mahomes' health is what it'll come down yeah. to. I know that's so obvious, but yeah. it's the truth. I mean, is is if Pat Mahomes can't move around, why did the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl two years ago? Because they couldn't block the Buccaneers. Yeah. If Mahomes can't move, that Eagles defense is going to feast on him, mm. and 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 Philadelphia is going to win. Mm. But if Mahomes is back to full health, I, I definitely like their chances because we don't know. Sirianni and and Hertz have gotten a lot of credit, but we don't know how they're going to react if they're down by ten points in the third quarter on Sunday. They've never really faced any adversity the whole season, not in a significant game. How is Jalen Hurts going to react if he is down 10 with five minutes left in the third quarter and he's got to take over at his own 20-yard line? I don't know. I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts. Again, I think that guy is just – He's great. No, but we no, just, nothing is going to But he's, got, him, he's yeah. got this great offensive line. He's always playing from ahead. I just don't know how he'll handle a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Eagles and the Chiefs, two rabid fan bases, like you said. Uh, talk a little bit about the atmosphere, what that's going to be like in here on Sunday. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I mean, yeah. the, the Eagles fan, the Eagles fans are great. They're loud. They're obnoxious. I mean, they're great for business. The Kansas City fans, they're, they're almost, they're not there yet because it's such a good fan base. But they're inching towards that, like, spoiled, where it's getting to be a little bit of old hat. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen a team host a conference championship game five years in a row. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of crazy how spoiled the Chiefs fans are getting. They're yeah. getting towards it. Yeah. Uh, but I know both fan bases are going to be stoked on Sunday. It'll be uh, wild in here. You guys have also got the International Theater where you had Football Central during the course of uh, the regular season. That'll be uh, uh, packed in there as well with the 4K video, video wall and everything. And again, uh, I know that uh, you guys will sell out with your VIP pods and stuff here. Just oh, yeah. again, if. A great place to be. And again, non-smoking for those that uh, can appreciate that. But uh, just, I, I really, you know, not just saying that. I, I don't think there is a better place to watch the game than here. I'm excited. But let's remind everybody, you don't have to wait in line. You don't, I, 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 you know, for years and years I've been out here and I can remember being a teller here and a, and a line supervisor at the beginning of my career. And customers would complain about waiting in line, and you'd have to be like, oh, I'm really sorry. You know, it is the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now when they complain about waiting in line, I'm like, go, go get a phone account. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even feel bad for them anymore. Yeah. Sign up for a phone account, and if you bet $100, bucks, we will give you $100. Yeah. We'll cover all your deposit fees. You don't have to wait in line all weekend. The only thing you will have to do is wait in line to cash out your account at the end of the day. But we'll have private windows for the mobile players. Okay. So you really you get to avoid that part of the process. Yeah. I, I I don't understand how anyone doesn't do that. No, you need that and again for a lot of people that uh, may not be regular, you know, sports betters. Sure. Uh, to hear, you know, the, the mobile app option is and you the don't best. Have, you don't have to be a Nevada resident. I think that's a key thing. That's something right? that's something a lot of people right. don't understand. If you're in town from Missouri, from Pennsylvania, from California, you can sign up for our app and you can bet until you leave. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a Nevada resident with a Nevada ID to use the mobile app. Yeah. Get a phone account. It'll save you a lot of time, a lot of heartburn. Absolutely. And, again, bet where you watch the game, wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you're in the state of Nevada, you can make that wager. And, like you said, for first-time you know, people that are opening up an account, uh, deposit 100 You guys will give them 100 200 bucks to play with. Yeah, pretty good deal, yeah. I think. And, uh, and for me, time is money. Yeah. Not having to wait in line all weekend. That's the best thing. One thing to remember, though, I know we, we grade the props in real time, and we're going to do it as fast as we can, but 
you got to give us a little bit of time at the end of the game. Right. Because there, there are going to be certain props that we can't grade until the game's over. So it'll, it'll take a little while. There's a little bit of a process there. And you guys would normally say 60 to 90 minutes. It, for, we we, you know, we right? say that. It's, it's so exaggerated. Yeah. Like if you tell somebody 90 and you get it done in 15, they think you're a dynamo. Right. You know, <laughs> realistically, it'll take 20 to 30 minutes. Right. Well, my friend, uh, enjoy tomorrow. Continue with the hype. Uh, gear up. Rest up. Stay hydrated for yeah, Sunday. I will. I will. You know, and then Monday, kind of get to exhale a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking about Monday. I'm just going to sleep all day. Yeah, I figured so that. I'll let somebody else deal with the fallout. I mean, that's your normal day off anyway. Yeah, right? I'll let somebody else deal with the fallout. There you go. And then the we crank it right back up and we start gearing for, yeah. for March Madness. Yes, sir. you got to love that. I love it, man. All right, John. Appreciate it as always, brother. Yeah. All right. John Murray, the executive director here at the Superbook. As we continue on here on this fabulous football Friday, Scott Spritzer in the house. Uh, he will be joining us. We'll talk with him. And then, of course, next hour, the quarterback, Jay Schrader, in, along with also uh, Marco D'Angelo, Trevor Maddich, our best bet segment, and Robert Cool Bell, the legendary icon, the founder of Cool and the Gang, will be with us here as they are in concert here tonight and tomorrow. Hang tight for all of that right here. It is the T.C. Martin Show on this fabulous football Friday from the Superbook at the Westgate, Las Vegas. Hey, this is Steve Heitner, and you're listening to T.C. Martin. He's huge, baby. Oh, uh, yes, so fresh. So fresh here on a Friday inside the Superbook at the Westgate, Las Vegas. Cool and the gang performing here tonight and tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to that. Robert Cool Bell will be joining us. The legendary founder, 59 years, cool in the gang, has been playing and still going strong. So Robert Bell will be joining us uh, next hour. Best bets as well. And I think for the first time this football season, i got to give him a, a bad time because uh, this uh, Scott Spritzer is, and I have known each other forever. He's been coming on my show forever and forever. And uh, But the first time we've got him here at the Superbook. So uh, thank you very much for being here, my man. Finally. Thanks for having me. And to the guy who just asked, no, I'm not Robert Coolbell. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's been tough getting down here this season. And I was, I'm really kind of bummed here, and I'm going to give him a hard time for this. Yeah. One of the reasons I came down, don't take this wrong, TC, was because I thought Marco was going to be here today. And we got some settling up to do. And, yeah. and so he's not here, and I'm a little bummed by that. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, he'll be on the phone so we can hash it out then. I don't think Marco and I have actually done a show together in person since like 2018 right so i was looking forward to that but uh, good to be here man i, I love the westgate yeah. you know I, I get down here once in a great while and it's just good to see the place filled and a town filling up with some 300,000 people from what i've heard over the weekend yeah. so really good to be down here yeah and of course i mean you're a long time uh contestant uh, player here in, sure. the, in the super yep. contest this so, year. Yep. exactly so you know, uh, you've been doing this a, a long time here. We've you know done radio shows here in the past, so it's it's great. And, and the plan was to have you and Marco here, but because we have uh, you know such a long guest list uh, today, we, we had to rotate people in and out and that sort of thing. So uh, appreciate you being here. But yeah, we'll definitely, especially as March Madness approaches, oh, yeah. uh, we'll have our two handicapper extraordinaires uh, on, <laughs> of the show on the show here. Oh, I can't wait. And then uh, yeah. and plus, you know, uh, you know, he has been, you know, and Trevor Maddich, both of them have really been talking a lot about you because, you know, even though we're not playing for anything, but people are, you know, uh, do ask all the time about our best bet segment. And uh, you, Marco, Trevor, have been like neck and neck coming down the back stretch. I think, as uh, Trevor uh, on the show described it the other day, it was like, I'm a length behind Scott, you know, and, and Marco's <laughs> right there and down the stretch they come. But the three of you guys have had fantastic years and, and, and kudos to you because that you will end up with the, the, the best record. Um, I think even if uh, it depends on what you do this weekend, but another I'm nice pass. two and zero last week. <laughs> yeah, you can pass. yeah. You, oh, you go go load management on us. Load management. That's there what you go. Do, huh? <laughs> Me and the NBA. We're yeah. all about load management. You, you always had a flashback to a guy who's like leading the National or American League in batting, right? Oh, but I'm gonna take the last game Absolutely. off. Absolutely, that happens all the time, yes, right? Of course. I don't, don't want to lose my 322 average I, to this guy who's 319 behind me. Oh, I'm off today. I, I got I got a contract year coming up, man. I, I you know having that on your resume is being number one that's true you know you gotta you gotta you gotta use all the weapons possible that are in your back pocket you know no doubt <laughs> scott sprites are into the house all right man handicapping this super bowl uh talk to me about it well i think it's 
it's it's really tough to call a side in this one. I really believe that. Um, and of course, the line says so with it sticking around one and a half. Saw a couple of twos around Vegas earlier today, uh, but I think here it's still at one and a half. So obviously, that's telling that it's probably going to be a close game when you you know. And I know the betting has been probably more tickets. I don't know about just at the Westgate, uh, but around town, there's been more betting on Philadelphia than KC. I I, I was listening to the show with you and John coming in. And I heard you say it about KC being a public team, and I think you're going to start seeing some action coming in on KC over the next 48 hours. But, uh, yeah, I I looked at the total, and that's what I actually got involved with early on. And uh, I'll give you a little hint of who I've got there because we'll talk about it a little bit more later. But I I got a better total than it it sits right now for what I got. So, you know, uh, that'll kind of tell you where I went. But, um, you know, there's so many what-ifs about this Super Bowl that I think is different than most of the last decade of Super Bowls for me. It's like, okay, what if Kansas City's top two or three receivers are healthy? What if they're not? Uh, what if Jalen Hurts' shoulder is acting up? You know, there's all these what-ifs that we don't normally have going into a Super Bowl that I can recall in the last 10 years. So it makes handicapping that side a little bit difficult, a little bit tough. Uh, you've got... You know, a couple of key players on defense for each team that's a little bit big. Well, Casey, I should say that's a little bit banged up. Philadelphia, by the way, other than the possibility of maybe Hurts and his shoulder, I was looking at their injury report again yeah. yesterday, and I'm like, they look like they're heading into training camp. There's <laughs> right. nobody hurt it's true. other than a possible shoulder injury yeah. Jalen Hurts. I look at KC's, they got a list of injuries, you know. So it, it's a situation where there's – all these possible scenarios based on who's going to be at least 90% or 85% when this game kicks off. And I don't recall seeing key players like that in going into a Super Bowl uh, very much over the last 10 to 20 years. So I think it makes handicap. And I got to play. I'll tell you this on the side. We'll give scores yeah. or whatever you want to do. Yeah. But I think handicapping this side has been is tough. Yeah. <laughs> I have, uh, I've said it all week, and, I, and I'm still saying it today, that uh, I am on the fence. I have not okay. made my play yet. I'm not sure which way I'm, I'm going. Uh, hopefully, you know, within another hour and a half with, uh, with all you guys, you know, I'll, I'll come to something. But I, I can't recall ever being like this. Right. I, I Usually, I'm pretty, you know, committed to who I like and why, but I keep going back and forth. I can make a, a, a case for both sides. And even the total, I can make a case uh, as well. But anyway, going back to what you said, it it is very unusual thinking that uh, we don't have more of the injury factor in Super Bowls, especially you know when you're talking about a 17-game season and 18 weeks and the physicality and the brutality that we see, you know, uh, in the NFL now. And sure, you know, quarterbacks are are a little more protected and this and that, but still, you know, other skill position players, guys in the trenches, you would think that you would have more injuries. You don't have it with Philadelphia, but with Kansas City, you got some key injuries at the the skill position players. So, yeah, it it does make it uh, tough to handicap, but I really don't think it's going to really come down to that uh, unless somebody gets hurt during the course of the game. Remember, when we talked about San Francisco and Philadelphia, it was the same type of conversation. Wow, can make a case for both sides. I know you like Philadelphia in that game, but that San Francisco defense and the Niners came in winning 12 in a row, and all of a sudden, boom, San Francisco's first possession, their quarterback gets hurt, all of a sudden now throw everything out the window. Uh, You know, the third string quarterback's hurt, go to the fourth string quarterback, he gets hurt, now they have no quarterbacks allowed to even make a pass. Josh Johnson doesn't belong in the league, so he wasn't even a real third string quarterback. Right, yeah, yeah, he was number four, and then, you know, so then Purdy comes in, we're not going to allow you to, to throw a pass so it was just it it was weird I just hope that nothing like that happens in this game but I think Mahomes is going to be fine because uh, he's gotten the best treatment the best care they've been very very careful with him we've seen some video of him actually uh, running Mm. and I'll give Andy Reid credit Uh, I always love Andy Reid as a coach but he's not one of these guys that just does a bunch of walkthroughs or jog throughs I mean they've gone full speed at their practices on Wednesday and Thursday which is uh, you know which is getting them ready I don't know exactly what the Eagles are doing, but I I believe that Patrick Mahomes is is going to be okay, and he's it's not going to be a factor. Seeing him play two Sundays ago makes me think that it was overblown a little bit. Mm-hmm. High ankle sprain? He's not playing like that. High ankle sprain. Five days after he has a high ankle yeah. sprain or whatever, right. seven days, and so right. Right. I I don't think it was as serious. It might be aggravating or annoying and frustrating for some of the things he can and can't do with the injury, but 
that wasn't a legit 100% high ankle sprain because he wouldn't have been out there doing what he did mm. in the conference championship if it was. As great as he is, he wouldn't have been doing that. What I always say to people is be careful of all the questionable players, this and that and the other, and basing a game like this off of what you think might be happening rather than what you know is happening. And I say that because do you really think Andy Reid doesn't know how – how effective guys like Juju Schuster are going to be by now. Right. Uh, do you think he doesn't know, you know, his other receivers that are listed as questionable or probable, how, how, they're, how well they're going to be able to play and line up and how effective they could potentially be on Sunday by now? So I kind of try to throw that stuff out the window thinking if a guy's listed as questionable, I'm about 95% sure he's going to play. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that means like a guy like Schuster, you know, he's listed as hey, questionable. Don't you know the uh, new questionable is the old probable? There you whatever, go. You know, yeah, absolutely. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I talk to, you know, I talk to handicappers at betters every night when I'm handicapping NBA, college basketball yeah. or whatever. Well, NBA is a different animal. Yeah. Leave that out of the mix yeah. of load management. But when you talk about college basketball or college football and we're like, you know, this guy's questionable, that guy's, it's Friday. He's questionable. He's playing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like one of those situations. So. Yeah. And, 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 and if there is anybody who's been listed as potentially questionable for this team, I don't think they waited till Friday or Saturday, 40 or 24 hours before the Super Bowl to say, oh, crap, we got to change right. our game plan a little bit because this guy's not going to play. Right. Andy Reid knows and has known for a while who's going to be able to play, who's not, and if they have to adjust their play calling at all for that. So that doesn't bother me a whole lot. The thing about Patrick Mahomes being able to move around, that Super Bowl a couple years ago where they got just crushed by Tampa Bay, What's his name? Eric Fisher? Was that the lineman? I'm trying to think. He got yeah. hurt. Eric Fisher, uh, correct. You know, in the playoffs. That and, was huge. Yeah, and so yeah. he's banged up. Then yeah. he gets hurt. They had a couple of other yeah. offensive linemen hurt. Uh, Mahomes wasn't at his healthiest. And because of that, he wasn't able to move around because he had no time at all. I mean, he's going to have a little bit of time, you would think, with his offensive line being healthy for the most part for this game. I, I think what, what it's going to come down to, TC, is, you know, Philly loves to play zone. They're the second team since 1982 to have five players with eight or more sacks. They've got four players with 12 or more sacks. Second team since 1982. Think about that. I think it was the Raiders in 83. But anyway, when you look at Mahomes, he's going to have to be able to get enough time to let Kelsey beat the zone, find open spaces, and then be able to deliver that football. That's such a key part of their offense. Nobody beats a zone like Kelsey, and he averages over 17 yards per catch, per reception, against zone defenses. So if Mahomes could get at least enough time, maybe to run a little bit parallel to the line of scrimmage while he's waiting Chelsea to find an open spot on the field to beat the zone, then they got a good shot to win this football game. If he's not able to do that, not able to buy time or that sack rush just, you know, which is phenomenal as it is, gets after him, then it's going to be a tough road for the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. And I I think we'll probably know it by the end of the first quarter. Yeah. You know, and they'll they'll make their adjustments. So funny about Kelsey, you hear all the time the stories, like 40% of the game he doesn't even have a route (laughs) when they break the huddle. It's go up there and get open. You know, go behind the high Honda, which is right behind the Toyota, yeah, cut right. right at the curb, <laughs> and at the yield sign, that's where the ball's going to be. You be there. You know, that's basically what it is. Yeah, it's it's true. And, uh, you know, on the flip side of that, I think the Eagles are going to be able to do what they want to do offensively as well, too. Yeah. Now, we're, we always hear that Steve Spagnola, you know, is this defensive guru, and he loves blitzing. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's going to blitz against the Eagles, I, I think that is a... It's just what he does. And so sure. the Eagles are going to be prepared for that, all right? That is going to leave you one-on-one coverage with you know, Devonta Smith, with A.J. Brown, against that secondary sure. with three rookies. Yep. And that could be death. And then what also happens when you go man-to-man coverage, especially with deep, deep routes, it's going to leave Jalen Hurts all kinds of running. Open space. Exactly. Yeah. So what you're talking about and what I'm talking about on the other side – that kind of plays into your bet, I think, right. for, 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 for right. going well, you know, <laughs> for as in a lot of points uh, <laughs> being scored uh, in, in this game. And you do. got two high-octane offenses. And you go back and you look at the, uh, the points that these teams have been putting up. Kansas City, they don't put up like a 40, 45-point game like we see with the Eagles, but they are consistent as can be. You go through their scores, and it's 
just lock him in for 24 to 27. Sure. Just about every game, it's 24 or 27 all the way through. Right. You know, the Eagles have, uh, you know, put up a, a couple 40 plus, you know, you know, games, 30 plus games. We, we've seen that. But um, yeah, it does kind of, for those over betters, it kind of does sway that way. And I know the public has been on it because we've seen, you know, of the Sharps as well, too, that uh, this thing has opened, you know, like we're on a 49 or so and skyrocketed to 51, 51 and a half, right? Got hit by a couple of big six-figure wagers, which six figures doesn't sound like that much anymore these days. But it did, right? You know, early on, first couple of days uh, that the total and the line was out, the over got hit by a couple of six-figure bets, which kind of started to push it up. Got up to like, what, 51, then it got knocked down by half a point or whatever. And now it's back up. I've seen as high as 51 and a half in some shops today. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I besides the fact of what I said, Kansas City's going to have to do offensively, and they're going to have to stretch the field and turn, you know, like extended running plays into part of their game like they normally do with, you know, maybe a guy like Pacheco right. coming out of the backfield. On the flip side, as far as Philadelphia is concerned, I just think there's so much that you've got to pay attention to. Kansas City gave up four and a half yards per carry this year. Right. Kansas City's defense is 27th in opponent's QBR, quarterback rating. So if Mahomes, excuse me, if Hurts can get time behind that line of scrimmage or behind that offensive line, get some decent pass blocking, uh, be able to pull the ball down and run with it like he tends to do and likes to do when he's got those open spaces against man coverage, then I think that that defense is going to be, boy, worn out by the fourth quarter for Kansas City. I mean, I've heard a lot of people, I heard you guys talking about today, just something that I... I, I like to come out and try to say this so I don't forget. I'm getting old. But <laughs> when I hear people talking about Philly's soft schedule, I, I don't know why it bothers me, TC. I'm not a Philly guy. <laughs> and I know but, you, you said it last yeah, week on the I'm show as well. Like, and when John was going there, I was thinking about you. As and well. I, I, I couldn't like, remember if I said it last week on your show or not. Yeah, you you know? did, yeah. But again, I look at the yeah. divisions and I'm like, so you're telling me the AFC West was tougher than the yeah. NFC East this year? Absolutely yeah. not. They had six games against... You know, the Giants against, uh, who else? The Commanders against the Cowboys. They, you know, Kansas City had four games against the Raiders and the Broncos. Uh, They they went up against Russell Wilson, who had no clue this year. And then you could throw the Chargers into the mix. You're going to split with the Chargers on a likelihood. The Chargers are not outstanding. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Philadelphia goes 5-1 and against those three teams, as should Kansas City. On the flip side, when you're playing at the New York Giants this year, who just had their coach named as Coach of the Year, they did a fantastic job uh, with you know good running game, the whole shebang. Yeah. And then you got to go up against the Commanders, who were better in the second half of the year than they were the first uh, half of the year. And then the Cowboys, who had enough talent to be playing tomorrow or on Sunday, mm-hmm. but couldn't get there because their quarterback's a little shaky. He's a mediocre quarterback for the most part. And they got a coach who <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I was going to <laughs> I'm just like, what is this guy doing? Right. It's like plays are being called, and he's just sitting there smiling and watching the field, you know. And mm-hmm. and so. When you look at that defense that they have, the talent, I mean, that's three good teams that they had to face six times. That's a third of the season, a little bit more than a third of the season. So I kind of disagree on the Phillies played a soft schedule. If they lose to Kansas City on Sunday, it's not going to be because they played a so-called soft schedule. It's because Kansas City is going to make the plays and Phillies not. Right. And if it was that soft of a schedule that really mattered that much, I don't know that the line would be one and a half Philly. You know, people will, will look at that kind of stuff, especially when you're scoring 35 or 40 points and, you know, against certain opponents and that sort of thing. They'll, they'll, they'll say that. And then when you look at your losses to, to be into the Saints and the Commanders and non-playoff teams, they'll say, oh, well, look, so they lost to those guys. So I, I, can, I can see that. But I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, what we can all agree on, I think the main emphasis is, is they did have a cushy path, but it looked like it was going to be a tough path. You know, if you're facing the 49ers sure. team that's that has a you know that has a healthy you know Brock Purdy or you know a, a Jimmy Garoppolo, but uh, and, yeah. and they made that happen. Yeah, you know they knocked out Purdy, they knocked yeah. out Johnson. Yeah, those guys didn't trip over the first down chains. Yeah, those guys got their butts kicked because of a fierce pass rush. Keep in mind too, Scott, that uh, the uh, Eagles put up 31 points in that game with only 269 yards of total offense. I mean, they, 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 yeah. they, they didn't have a lot of offense, but right. it, it was efficiency and right. and give credit to the defense, you know, sure. you know, obviously as well. Scott Spicer joins us, DocSports.com. You go to DocSports.com and get Scott's plays. He's fantastic. All sports. Uh, again, the KBO, whatever it takes. Uh, KBO. He's, he's oh, everywhere. Man. Exactly. That, that reminds me of the lockdown year, so uh, don't, don't bring that up. <laughs> Prop bets. Uh, obviously, we're going to be – 
in our best bets. We're going to be giving them out our best cider total and sure. also a prop bet here. But uh, give us a couple that, you know, because I know how you normally roll with this thing. You'll right. look at it anywhere from four to seven, correct me if I'm wrong, right. every year. Uh, you'll dwindle it down, and you usually are pretty darn good at your prop bets. So uh, just give us something to, to think about here for Sunday. Yeah, I, I normally play five, maybe seven tops. This year I've got four. That I consider See, legit I was bets. in your pocket. There you go. Four, and, seven. Yeah. And I, the first thing I do, and I tell people all the time, and I learned this the hard way many, many years ago, like most of us when we were young, it's uh, I don't tie prop bets to who I think is going to win the game. Um, because if I lose the game, boy, am I magnifying my losses by tying everything, correlating everything to who I thought was going to win the football game. Everything I do with props, it has, to have, it has to be able to be accomplished no matter who's winning the game, whether it's 42-7 to seven or it's 7-7 seven, seven in the fourth quarter. So I look at that stuff. And that eliminates a whole lot of props right off the get-go. I don't correlate props. So I'll give you one real quick that, um, that I jumped on, and that's uh, shortest touchdown, which is under one and a half yards. And it was minus a buck 55, but I'm going to tell you on the yes, but I'm going to tell you why it is too short. 70% of the last 33 Super Bowls have seen a touchdown of less than two yards, a goal line touchdown. Right. And so you're talking 23 out of 33. If you laid a buck fifty, and sometimes this line has been around a buck thirty, I just use a buck fifty for an example. If you laid a buck fifty in all thirty-three of those Super Bowls, including the, the games you lost, that prop, playing a dime, you would have made eight dimes in those thirty-three Super Bowls. Eight of the last ten Super Bowls have seen a touchdown of one yard. And so you do get down there. You get inside that five-yard line, and then you got a chance to punch the ball in a couple of times inside the two-yard line, and it happens year after year. And you get a pass interference in the end zone. You could get a pass interference. They put the ball on the yeah, one. I mean, so Probably it's like, one of these, you know, yeah. a false start back into the six-yard line, which we've seen, right? Exactly. Which people are going, ah! Exactly. And I'm all about value. So if you take yeah. those numbers – Throw them all into the mixer or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You come out with a, a, a prop that should be minus two dollars or higher, not minus a buck fifty, buck fifty-five. Right. So that's value on under one and a half yards mm. uh, as far as the shortest touchdown. So that's one of. I've actually got four that I call legit. I've got about seven that I made overall, and I do play the entertainment stuff. I like to you know dab yeah. a little bit here for pizza money, as I like to call it. Right. So I'll have a few more props, but the ones that I legitimately play are all. I mean, they, none of them have anything to do with who I think is going to win the football game right. because I've been wrong before and I'll be wrong again, ATC. Yeah, so they're not correlated. <laughs> I, I get that. And when I'm looking at props, I'm not a huge prop guy, but that's what I look at as well, too. I'm just like, okay, this, you know, I'm just looking at the game, looking at the matchups, that sort of sure. thing, and not like, well, I'm going to play this if I think the Eagles are going to win or the Chiefs are going to win. So it, it sounds like definitely the, the smart way uh, to go about it. All right, good stuff here. We are live at the Westgate inside the Superbook. Uh, this place will be. Uh, rolling all weekend long a great day for college basketball uh, tomorrow and then of course sunday kick it off at 3 30 the games will be up in the international theater and the 4k video wall uh great place to watch the games and also inside uh the sports book as well too which you can appreciate scott non-smoking we gotta love the non-smoking sports book right but uh for those of us who used to do to a show at the stardust way back in the day and you <laughs> yeah. joined me a few times yes and I, I probably have half black lung even though i never smoked in my life i've just been at the stardust uh, doing those shows i'm just gonna say that you would have liked it we had a, uh, a guy come by yesterday, comes by on a pretty regular basis uh, to come check out the show. How did the old Stardust hat on? No way. I, yeah, oh, yeah. I think, I think he got that like in 1988 or whatever, and he's still sporting <laughs> it. And uh, so we had some good conversation uh, about the Stardust. It's good stuff. Yeah. I still got a Stardust coffee mug. Yeah. And my kid, she's now 18, but when she was like seven, started reaching for it one day. And I about went nuts. I was like, no, no, no. I was trying to be nice about it. You know, not scare the heck out of her. But I still got the old Stardust coffee cup. Hey, we think about old Las Vegas. Okay, you think about the Stardust, but then you think about this place as well, too. Oh, yeah. The Hilton, then later the Westgate, and it's right here. All right, we'll talk more Eagles. We'll talk more Chiefs. The quarterback of the show, Jay Schrader, is in the house. He will join us. Best bets coming up also next segment. Robert Cool Bell from Cool and the Gang, he will join us. They are performing live here tonight and tomorrow. Scott Spicer hangs with us. Marco D'Angelo, Trevor Maddich will join us for best bets. It is a frenzy football Friday as we are talking Super Bowl nonstop to 4 o'clock right here on the T.C. Martin Show.